Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome. It's great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Jonathan Hammond is joining me here today. Teacher, energy healer, shamanic practitioner, author, spiritual counselor, you name it. Somebody that said yes to a life purpose. And this is part of what we're going to talk about today. Because, you know, when I was reading his book, I was really struck by a couple of things. One of them is the tagline that we gave to our network. And that is about being the voice of infinite possibilities. And so here's the thing I love about what he wrote, what his work is about. Here's the thing I love. This is something, what we're about to talk about today, Shaman's Mind, this is something that is available to every one of us See, like, we don't have to pass a test like I was talking about in the last hour. We're not going to get a pass-fail, A, C, F. We're not going to get that. But what if we were showed or shared a blueprint? A blueprint for those Virgos would take you from here to there. A blueprint for the Sagittarians would say, wow, wisdom is part of this journey or a blueprint for anybody under any sign doing anything regardless of where you are in the world to help us step in to the power of our purpose, see power of our purpose. And so today I'm thrilled to be talking with Jonathan, not just about the book, but about stuff. Jonathan, it's great to have you. Aloha. It's great to be here. Thank Aloha. you. Aloha. Um, so, I want to talk about Huna wisdom for mm-hmm. a moment. So I, I'm this kid from the Bronx that moved to Seattle and ended up in a relationship with someone that was literally born in Hawaii. And so me Huna, too, you, me too. Same thing. Yeah. Had no idea what I was in for. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about the energies that bring you, somebody that's known in the world for what you do, bring you to a purpose to share this wisdom with the world now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, when, when, I, when I came upon this wisdom, uh, it, it just felt too good not to share. Uh, uh, Hune is a philosophy that comes out of Polynesia, and it's a set of ideas uh, and uh, a and a, a way to organize the self that when we step into it and when we just apply those ideas to our contemporary lives, we actually enter into the lens of seeing the world 
as the indigenous shamans see the world and, and our own healing and our own interconnection through that same lens. And they're very simple things. They're not new ideas, but I've never seen them so elegantly and beautifully put together um, as, as the uh, original Hawaiians did. Um, and, they, and they just allow us an entry into uh, limitlessness, as, as you said before, which is um, uh, actually one of the principles of, of HUNA, that it is a limitless and infinite new, uh, universe. Yeah, I, I love that you did this. I mean, the minute I saw this book come across my desk and I took a look at it and I just thought if there was ever a time to really be speaking of whether it's the three selves of, of Huna or whether it is, or what we're talking about, the seventh principle, whatever it is that we're going to talk about here today that you cover in your book, it is a total essence to capture the level of healing that we need to begin to start with. But does it start with ourselves? How important is it for us to start with the magical thinking of the shaman right here inside? It's all inside. It's all, it's all, if everyone just did their part, you know, my, my Hawaiian teacher says, if you want to heal someone, think of them and you feel good. Think mm. of them and you feel good. And what, that, what that's indicating is that the microcosm of each of us individually is simply an aperture through which the macrocosm sees itself. There is no separation. And so what that means is that what, whatever we heal in, self, in ourselves is immediately paid, paid forward in the collective. And so whatever we clean up in ourselves, a little bit, we, we affect the reality in just such a way that it cleans itself up, up as well. The first principle of Huna says, the world is what you think it is. So what that means is not just your experience of the world is based on your thoughts, but that reality itself, that the world itself shifts and changes physically and otherwise based on how we think. So we are each co-creators of, of uh, the universe. And if everyone just did their part, if everyone just uh, extended onto the canvas of awareness, love, interconnectivity, uh, uh, the, the environmental consciousness, uh, uh, neighborliness even, that those, sort of, that those sort of things, that, that reality itself would, would shift and change with those. And now at this time on the planet, we just need more of us doing that. So one of the things I, I scored and underlined you know, really talks to what you just said is merging our thoughts with the divine requires the radical act of falling madly in love with ourselves and holding ourselves in the same reverence that we would hold the gods. That's right, because that speaks to the law of sympathetic vibration. So what that means is that if I'm going to have a God's life or the divine's life, whatever you want to call that, the infinite love, if I want that presence in my life and I want that influence in my life, I have to do whatever I need to do down here in myself, in my, what goes on between my ears, what goes on in my heart, what goes on in my relationships that is sympathetically in vibration to the divine love. So to extend love to yourself is to put you in harmony with the divine love that only wants to shower you with more blessings. But if we're not, if we're not running love through our systems, the, the divine can't exactly reach us in that in that way. So from a shamanic perspective, it's not that we reach outward to the gods, but that the gods follow our lead. 
which is a very different um, uh, uh, framework. The gods follow our lead based on what we're cultivating and creating within ourselves, in our environment, in our lives, in our families, and then the, the gods can follow suit. You know, for instance, if you have a belief that all women over 35 will end up alone, that's what the divine has to work with, and they're not going to stick the guy <laughs> next to you on the subway because it, because essentially your your beliefs then partition off what they have to work with. So the more that you're creating for yourself limitlessness in your own mind and in your own uh, intentionality, the more that's available to you. I got to ask you a question. And by yeah. the way, uh, I wish I could say that I I mysteriously and logically and linear and linearly orchestrated my life by doing a show and buying airtime for 16 years now and then starting a network. I have to tell you that that has to be the farthest thing that I could recollect from my young years. And I want to ask you this question because I love the journey. I just love, I look, I'm coming up on 10,000 interviews and I always ask this question because I love hearing your journey. And I got to ask you this. First of all, the book is fabulous. There's so much I could read. I, I highlighted so many things to quote in here, but I want to know this. Given everything I've said about you, everything that you know about yourself, everything you've written in here, even maybe things that are yet to come, Jonathan, what are some of the challenges? What are some of the obstacles that you personally had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? Caring about what everyone thinks, caring about what family thinks, caring about what society thinks, oh. trying to fit into something that I do not fit into. And I'm not special. I think, I think most people who are on the spiritual path need to find their own truth and come from their own truth and create their life based on their own truth. Everyone, not everyone, but so many people are in this zombie existence where they're supposed to look a certain way, they're supposed to be a certain way, they're supposed to see some, they're supposed to live in the way that they saw on television, they're supposed to look the way, uh, and, and, and advertising and, and social media, it's telling you how to do that. And it takes you, it takes you out of your own truth. And your own, when I say your own truth, I'm talking about the divine within. So when, when, we, when we merge with our own truth, we're merging with our own scripture inside. And, and to let that be the guiding principle in your life. So that more than anything else, everyone, even with all my clients, all I'm really doing is getting them to get inside themselves, get inside their bodies and stop caring what, what everyone thinks. And when you do that, you will create a world where you invite in uh, um, people who will align with your own individual truth. People are so afraid, if I do that, I'll end up alone. And you don't end up alone, you end up on a frequency where you invite in others of that frequency. So that's I, the main thing. There is such a reality to what you just said. I mean, I shared this in the last show, so I won't go into the detail, but six months after I dialed the wrong phone number and bought my first hour of airtime, mm -hmm. three months after that, five days a week came available on this network. Three months after that, April 1st of 2004, I came down with a mystery disease, Jonathan, why? Well, I now know why. All of what you just said entered into my joy energy. I had 
done something the first time I got behind a mic. And I walked away from 10 years of school so that I could become like a high powered consultant, like one of those, right? Mm -hmm. And I couldn't do it. And I was depressed and I dialed the wrong phone number. But then this is my question for you, because you hit it in the book. Doubt. Doubt. I can't please everyone. I'm not going to get that high paying job my partner thought I was going to get. Da, 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 that. And I got sick. Yeah. Yeah. So here, here's the, the alchemy of magic, both hermetic magic, Hawaiian magic. It's very simple. You decide very clearly what it is that you want. You uh, create the, the, the images of that thing. You feel the feelings of what it would like to, to have that thing, to be in that, and you remove the doubt. Now, will the doubt present itself? Of course it will present itself. We all have wounds, and our wounds speak to us through our doubt and our fear. What, what, what my, my Hawaiian teacher calls the FUDs, fear, unhappiness, doubt, and stress. Yeah. And, we, and we, all have the, we all have those, and they will present themselves as part of the narrative. And it's not necessarily that we can get rid of them, but when they come up, Thank you for your opinion. I see you there. I can even see that you're trying to protect me, that you're trying to be practical. Thank you so much for that. But I'm going to go this way anyway. And so, so um, and, and being on the spiritual path asks us over and over and over again to make counterintuitive decisions, to feel into invisible forces. None of this is, is uh, it's fraught with doubt. And, and the more that you let the doubt be there, and do your thing anyway, that's called courage, isn't it? That's called purpose, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, you know? it is. Yeah. You know, once upon a time, not too long ago, um, people were very reluctant to use the word power. Um, and definitely in the circles of women that I've worked with over a 40-year career coaching women, it was one of the toughest, toughest words for, for people to say. You say it in the book, I have a show called Power Up with Dr. Pat, different from this one. And you say, now is the moment of power. That's right, yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, did you want to ask a no. question about that? Oh, okay. No, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm thrilled you said it. Because yeah. the other words don't work for me today. Maybe they That's work right. for some people, they're just not working for me. That's right. One of the principles of Huna is, uh, is called Manawa, which means now is the moment of power. So now is the only place where we can access power because now is the only place where we can do anything. And so that means the past only has uh, influence uh, on us based on what we're doing right now. The sixth Huna principle says all power comes from within. All power comes from within. And, and what that's speaking of, that is the divine power that we all possess. So even if something outside of you has authority or power over you, it is the power within you that granted that authority and power externally to have over you. So uh, real power is only to empower. Power over leads to retaliation and fear, always. Power against just leads to resistance. To empower is to give, is to actually own the power because you can, you can pass it on to another. And so we all want to be coming from this place of, of that everyone gets a place at the, at the table. 
Everyone needs to know their true self, their true divine self. Everyone gets to own their own power. And if you're lucky enough to feel that in you, give it to the other. Mm. Yeah. I, as I was reading your book, Jonathan, it, it really talks to, first of all, the passion of what you teach and then the power of what you teach. But I, when I went through and I sat down and I was going through uh, the seven principles, right? Mm-hmm. I had gone through some of them before, but as I was going through them, I could see sort of the dots get connected mm-hmm. in, an, in, in a real logical everyday way. And I mm-hmm. think this is the, one of the points I want to ask you about is a lot of times we talk about this body of work as if it is for a few or a handful of people. And what I was struck by is the way you outlined this in the book and the clarity of it, and also the simplicity, right? Doesn't mean it's sim- simple, doesn't mean easy. Easy, right. Let's, yeah. I was really struck by the flow of the principles. And mm-hmm. then I got to the last one. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised in a good way. So mm-hmm. I want to talk about these, but I want to start with the last one first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the uh, Pono. Pono is uh, means um, uh, the the Serge Kings, my teacher's uh, 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 translation of it is effectiveness is the measure of truth. Yeah. So that means that there there is no absolute truth. The only absolute truth is everything is. That's the only absolute truth. Everything else is something someone made up. And so that means that that what is true is only what is true for you. It also speaks because effectiveness is the measure of truth. If it works, it's true. People get so caught up in, uh, particularly in, in spiritual circles, about doing it the right way right. And, and, and following all the, all, the, all the steps and, you know, and all of that. And, um, and what this principle is saying, that's why it's so universal. Because the, the Hawaiians, the Hawaiians one, of their, one of their proverbs is, all knowledge was not taught in one school. Mm. And so what that means is, is that we have an idea about something, but if you can come up with something that works better for you, effectiveness is the measure of truth. Yeah. And see, for me, when I think about that, it really is its own dissertation of a life that is open for everyone in whatever way it is open for them and not in a one size fits all. Because mm-hmm. this has been so hard, I think, for folks that truly are looking, looking for that shift you talk about, you know, looking for the three selves, looking, looking, looking as if it's lost. And I think this point is the point that becomes a showstopper for people that are trying to do, let's call it it right. Do you see that, what I mean? I do. And, and um, you know, it's, it's important to say that that if, if it doesn't work, this principle is saying, you just try something else. Yeah. <laughs> it's just saying you, you try something else. Uh, and and th- th- that's, the, that's it. It's, it, it. The thing about this knowledge is it's saying that there, there are, that it's a limitless universe, which means that if, if, uh, if you can figure out how to do it, uh, if, uh, if, if you can do anything if you can figure out how to do it. And uh, the, the limitlessness is the nature of reality, not only the nature of our own consciousness, but the nature of reality. It says that what we focus our attention on elicit 
energy, creative energy from the universe to bring about the nearest physical equivalent of whatever we're focusing our attention on. We can only do that in the present moment. If you add love to it, you're always in the right direction. You have all the power within to do that. And if it doesn't work, try something else. Yeah. And those are essentially the principles. Yeah, I had a I had a little odd reaction uh, a couple of weeks ago, and it was to a comment. You know, somebody who was coming on the show was that this is this is now we're going to talk about the secret to everything secret, and I reacted to that word and and in the middle of what's going on in the world, right? I said, I got to tell you something. This is not a time for secrets. We do not need secrets now. What we need is knowledge and wisdom. We don't have time for secrets. The, and boy, I, boy I oh boy, went, did you say it. Boy, oh boy, did you say it. You know, one of the things that I'm yeah. extremely sensitive sensitive to as a non-Hawaiian was writing about writing about Hawaiian spirituality. And, uh, and so the, there is really a cultural appropriation piece yeah. here. But what? But in really feeling into it, and I write about it a lot in my book. You know, it has only been about within the last fifty years that all of this esoteric wisdom is available to the masses, right. and we have to we have to assume that the spiritual intelligences of the universe know what they're doing in excavating and bringing that material out to the masses, because it turns out that we're going to need it because all of these light workers have incarnated at this time on the planet, all of these change makers, all of these solution seekers, all the people who are gonna shepherd in the new way and we are feeling it right now. And the more that we, more wisdom we have available to us and the more spiritual wisdom we have available to us, uh, the, the more that we are able to do that. I have never, in studying with shamans on three different co continents, I've never ha had the experience where they taught me something and they say, I'm teaching this, but don't tell anyone. Yeah, I've, right. never, I've never had that experience. Yeah. And so, and, and um, it's actually one of the, the, the last line of the introduction, we don't have time. We don't yeah. have time. And, and, and there is no time for secret. And, and even this material, this would be considered mystery school uh, wisdom. And, 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 and mystery school is a thing of the past. We have to wake up, we have to use it. It's there for us. Uh, we, we can affect change with our minds and our intentions and our thoughts and our actions. And we must. And that's that's just where we are on the planet. And, you know, this really talks to the point of understanding and sharing with each other the solution of possibilities, right? And infinite possibilities and possibilities, it's an energy, right, for me. It's an energy for me. It's the thing that lets me explore what else is possible, not how do I solve this problem, not who did it wrong or who did it right, but what else is possible? Is it possible to do this that will get, do it, do this differently in the world or share this? And, you know, one of the things that I want to be able to do is when we come back, I want to go through what some of these principles are because they're so powerful. And I don't think there's any mistake that this book is now in, in the world right now. And you're sharing the power and the purpose uh, of it to do some amazing things. How do people find out? How do they get a copy of the book? We're going to take a short break, but let's tell folks how they find out about you and how they find out about the book uh, mm -hmm. and all of the above. Sure. Very simple. JonathanHammond.com. 
J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-H-A-M-M-O-N-D.com. Uh, that way you can uh, you can find out all about me there. There's a link to buy the book there and also on Amazon, The Shaman's Mind, Una Wisdom to Change Your Life. Um, and by the way, let's give a copy of the book away. 1-800-930-2819. Or if you're watching on Transformation Talk Radio on Facebook, just let us know and we'll get that information. But we'd love to give a copy of the book away right now. 1-800-930-2819. Um, if you want to find out more about Jonathan, the work he does, of course, go to the website. Benny, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to take a look at how do we take these principles? How do we apply them to our lives? You know, how do we take them either one at a time? How do we take them collectively? How do we understand the energy and the vibrancy and the absolute meaningfulness of them in the world right now. When we come back, Jonathan's going to take us through those. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We'll, we'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show, everybody. Are you meeting your sales goals? Or maybe your business plan could use a dose of the divine. Tune in to Divinely Driven Results with faith-based business coach Elise Smith on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Coach Elise Smith helps listeners get unstuck from their business plateau and become empowered through divine guidance. Build up belief in yourself and your dreams and learn business strategies that work for you for real lasting results. Learn more by visiting www divinelydrivenresults.com Are you ready to invest in your best self? Join Sabrina Wright as she shares practical tools for creating joy and balance in your life every single day. Sabrina is here to help you become your greatest advocate and empower you to make decisions that will help you learn to live your best life. Live the good life, connecting your physical and spiritual self with Sabrina Wright. Every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. What would you do with the power of community? How do you create your own rituals? Tune in to Living Your Gifts with me, Susan Huff, Ancient Applications for Modern Times, the second Wednesday of each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Our lives begin with the stories we are told and the stories we tell ourselves. Storytelling is the key. To learn more about me, visit livingyourgifts.com. That's livingyourgifts.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly. 
all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.SharonMartinMD.com. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. I mean, um, the book that we're talking about and giving away is The Shaman's Mind, Huna Wisdom to Change Your Life. Jonathan Hammond is my very special guest today. Um, one of the things that I'm in awe about, about my journey, my life, is how I even get the opportunity to talk with someone like Jonathan to read this book and I'm I'm shocked at the fact that I even understand some of it because I'm a kid that thought that there was only one place in the world to live and that was the Bronx in New York <laughs> and I thought that would be just like all of my other family members you know that we either live in Westchester uh, yeah yeah we're we're district uh what are we district 14 went to ps 14 in the bronx junior high school 101 so the fact that i even know about what you're writing about is astonishing to me but i don't know and i'm not an expert in this what i know is that what you have here is going to be that thing that we can help people change and shift their lives. And the blessing and the honor of getting to know the people of Hawaii and getting to understand, even if I mispronounce the street signs or, you know, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. And I was given an Hawaiian name. It is so very, very long. Um, there's a love and an appreciation, but there's also a wisdom. And that's what you're sharing in the book. So how do people find out about your work? How do they work with you directly? How do they get a copy of the book? Sure. Uh, you can reach me uh, through email uh, at www.jonathanhammond.com. And there's a, a link if you if you want to have, I do see uh, uh, people privately. And that re- has really grown uh, into a... a virtual reality uh, of late uh and the book is available on amazon where where uh, where most books are sold the shaman's mind who know wisdom to change your life but you certainly find it on amazon um one of the things i want to jump to before we talk about the principles i want to talk about the three selves mm-hmm. and the reason i want to talk about it i think part of the part of the challenge we have is we just don't understand the depth and the breadth of who we are and sometimes it causes us to get all bottled up and confused. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But let's talk about what the message is in not just understanding the three selves, but there's a level of love and embracing in the self that is so important in this message, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, actually, um, it, it's actually quite simple and you'll, you'll follow it very easily. So uh, uh, in, in Huna, we talk about three different aspects of, of the human, the conscious mind, which has a Hawaiian name, which I won't go into. And that's just the, the part that got you here today, the part that, that makes decisions, the part that imagines, the part that thinks, the part that goes to sleep at night. So that's the conscious mind. And ideally the conscious mind is in charge because the conscious mind is the one that can direct us and make form creative solutions 
identify things that are wrong, that think things that need to change, etc. So we want the conscious mind to be in charge. The unconscious body mind, that's the other aspect, that's the part of us that holds memories. So there are two kinds of memories, genetic memory. So there's a memory genetically about how to beat your heart. You know, you're not doing that consciously, how to, how to, uh, all the internal processes of the body. And then there is learned memory. And what the unconscious holds is the learned memory. Now there's good learned memory, like green means go, red means stop. And then there's not so helpful learned memory, like I don't look right, yeah. money's scary, I'm a bad person, I'm unlovable, I'm hit worthy. I'm uh, uh, I, I, I'm not to feel good about myself. And so in, in this in this wisdom, we get the conscious mind to identify those limitations that we hold in ourselves and to begin to shift them. Then when we do that, when we actually go through the process of actually uh, uh, facilitating healing on those mistakes, those misbeliefs about ourselves, the higher self, which is connected to God, the divine, whatever you want to call it, uh, um, sort of, uh, sort of lights up and says, like, there's some healing going on down here, and it brings us, it brings us what we need, and it brings us healing, and it brings us help, and and so again, it's that sympathetic vibration, what we do down here. So if there's healing going on down here, and there's a very specific process in the book called Ho'oponopono, where uh, where we're aligning these three selves, because you can see if that you have your conscious mind in alignment with your unconscious mind, unconscious simply meaning. Uh, the things that work for us and the things that don't, uh, that then uh, that then put us in alignment with our our higher self, which always just wants to love us and wants us at our higher, higher highest potential. Then it's sort of like ding 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 ding, and and uh, the the Hawaiian word for when those three selves come together is called Kanaloa, and Kanaloa is the magnificent god of the ocean. And another translation of Kanaloa is total and complete confidence. So it's when those three come together uh, that that we we move into alignment, and we become right with ourselves, and we become right with God. That's the process. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody asked me um, many many years ago my first trip to Hawaii, and I, I I moved to Seattle, and I happened to have a couple of friends that. Uh, said, come on, let's go to Seattle. I just moved from the East Coast, right? Can't remember the year, maybe 93. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was 1993. When I got off the plane, and I, I remember this is like an outdoor airport, <laughs> right? People don't know that. If you've never been to Hawaii, it is an experience. And I remember the first time that that air that I was hit by that Hawaiian air. And when people ask me about what are the most spiritual experiences I've ever had, you know, what are your top three? That is in the top three because there's something about it you cannot explain in the logical, linear way to somebody else. It's not like, wow, what's that bump? Oh, I got a mosquito bite. No. It's something that is indescribable, mm -hmm. but yet it hits you in every cell of your body mm -hmm. to the yeah. point where it brought tears to my eyes. Yeah. Hawaii sits on a vortex of power. There, there, were, there is an ancient con continent in the middle of the South Pacific 
uh, it's been called Mu, M-U. You've heard of the word Lemuria. Yeah. Hawaiians yeah. don't call that. Uh, call it that. They call they call it Mu. But you know, right. before big cataclysmic changes in, uh, mm -hmm. um, in the environment and in the world, this was a really utopian place. Yeah. And it's it's been theorized that uh, that it was either the 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 starting point of esoteric wisdom that went throughout the world or that it was the recipient of uh, esoteric wisdom from around the world and and so when you go there there is this sense of that uh, the mana of the land the power of the land you you can feel it and uh there there's a sense the reason why I'm so drawn to to Hawaii and was so drawn to this material was that to just go to Hawaii is in order to fathom it you must engage your imagination to even fathom being there, to, uh, to fathom what it is that you're seeing. And for the shaman, the greatest tool is the imagination. So when you come to me for a session, I'm imagining you well. That's my job, to imagine you well and to imagine you even better than something you would have come up with. And Hawaii just by, it is so aspirational just because of what it is that, that it, it, it asks all of us to, to create our own Hawaii whatever that is for us. You know, and this is really the thing that I love about it because in the lessons, in the teaching, in what you included in your book, there is, without saying the words, there is a process here afoot. Without saying those words, right? Uh, because we like to have a process. This is like a way of life that it, you see it in action. You see it in the way you are with each other. You see it in the respect from the land. You know, I remember my first trip that I was getting ready to bring a piece of lava back or something back. Mm -hmm. uh, and my friend is like, grabbed me by the, by the arm. And this is a woman that taught the Hawaiian language at Kamehameha uh, and by the arm and was like, oh, no, if you, you know, even thinking you're going to take it oh you have to give an offering to Madame Pele. Mm -hmm. And, and it's fascinating when people come in my home, the first thing, one of the first thing they see is a frame poster of Athena mm -hmm. and a frame poster of Pele. Mm -hmm. And it confuses people. Mm -hmm. And the first thing they say is, I thought you were from New York, but I healed there. Isn't that the power of what you're writing and what you're teaching? And certainly I do not have words for the healing that happened to me in the many visits there, the swimming with baby turtles and having them talk to me. Mm -hmm. I can't explain it, but you do, don't you? Well, I, I, I do write about it in the, the first chapter of the book because I, I really wanted to give a context for people about how does this guy from New York, you know, well, why is he writing about this? And I really did have these absolutely unbelievable formative spiritual experiences there. I, I had a whole other career um, before before my work in, uh, in, uh, in holistic wellness. Uh, and it was on the volcano in Maui that I, I had a visitation with something that said, you are to change your life and, uh, and you are to change the whole trajectory of your life. And, and the thing that you thought you were supposed to do that you haven't even paid your student loans back for, you're gonna let go of now and you're going to do this. 
And um, and then Hawaii just kept even five, whatever it is, 3,000 miles away uh, in New York City, it kept showing up. It kept showing up as uh, um, and kept calling me back and um, uh, both physically and in my own mind. And, and you know, writing a book is, is involved two years of Hawaii in my mind and and to feel into that land and to feel into that place and the magic of that place and the beauty of that place and the possibility of that place and the um and the the historical magic of that place you know um was to really make me over yeah. and so it, it really does yeah. uh, it, it's very 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 potent and these are ways in which uh, th these principles are, and you don't have to go to Hawaii to, to do that, although I recommend it highly, <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, these are ways to do that. This, th these are ways to, to bring in a very practical way, beauty in your life, to take responsibility when there's something in your life that isn't working, that you actually consciously or unconsciously attracted that in. And that if there's something in your life, life you don't like, there are beliefs, thoughts, and intentions that have basically that that basically say that thing that I don't like is okay with me, and you get to change that, and you get to know that you have the responsibility, you can take the responsibility to, and you have the power to actually change that, and there, and so it's very 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 practical, and uh, and it really is about being meticulous about paying attention to what you're paying attention to because what you're paying attention to elicits the energy from the universe that is bringing those things into reality. And so that's, that's the wisdom. It's so beautiful. It is the wisdom, but you know, here's the thing too, not, but, but it is the wisdom and it is the teaching that you automatically absorb. You know, my life changed here, Jonathan, when I moved from the, the East coast to here, I was really lost. Um, I lost my job. I did go back to school for one year and I was encouraged to go on a doctorate program. And clearly I didn't even understand how to apply for it. I don't come from that family. I'm only one of my family graduated high school. And so I didn't know what I was doing. And somehow I ended up in Seattle because I came to visit the summer before. But what are the odds that I come to Seattle and I meet people that have a connection to the most beautiful place on the planet and i get invited to go there right and as i'm there i discover parts of myself that was lost and i will tell you this jonathan and i, I know that this is in the work you do something mysteriously happened that allowed me to move forward my life started to change almost instantaneously on that trip. Now, I got to tell you, I did some crazy things on the trip that I didn't know were crazy, right? I mean, like we're at Lanakai and my friend is like a great kayaker. She's like a champion kayaker. I don't even swim. Ready for this? <laughs> right? We're over in Lanakai and we're like, hey, let's go kayaking. It is cloudy as all get, nobody's in the water. Nobody's in the water. And I said, oh, okay. And here we go. And we get in our kayaks and out we go to one of the most beautiful settings, these two beautiful islands off of Lanikai Beach on a day that is so absolutely rough to be even out there. But I have to tell you, I wasn't afraid. I don't swim. I wasn't afraid. My friend is up at Hilltop 
her mom is up at Hilltop trying to, looking, and we're the only two people in the entire beach. But I wasn't afraid. Now, my Hawaiian friends had a whole bunch of names for me. But how do we explain the power of what you're teaching and what you have in the book as it relates to, I call it the demolition of fear? Yeah, well, let me say this, just just to to remark on on your journey and so many people who who are listening or watching, uh, from a shamanic perspective, it is through the darkness that we find the light. It is through our wounds. The best healers are the wounded ones. <laughs> the best healers are the wounded ones because we've been there. And so, uh, and so what that, uh, and you're looking at it, wounded healer right here. Yeah, and, and, you know, right here. Right, right. And so, so the more that you can know that like the, that the, the difficult cards that you were dealt are the means through which you will find yourself. The, the, the esoteric uh, uh, definition of the word shaman is one who sees in the dark, one who sees what isn't there. And so, and so from a shamanic perspective, we, we live in spiritual paradox. What seems terrible is beneficial. What seems scary isn't. What seems small is big. And every iteration of opposites there are. And the more that, the more that we can know that it is, it is the material that, that is difficult for us. When someone comes to me and, and they're having a first session with me and they're telling me their problems, I, I, even if they're bad problems, I won't say this to them because I don't want them to slug me, but my thoughts, <laughs> we get, now, now, we can, now we can get to work. This is, this is the opening. And it's mirrored with what's going on in, in the world right now. You know, the, the, the only narrative we have for what's going on in the world right now, not the only, but one of them is just television, CNN, news. And there is a whole other magical narrative going on and beneficial change that is happening. And we're not on the other side of it and it is not resolved, but it is all leading somewhere and it's been prophesied and it's leading somewhere that is, um, that is better for uh, and more equitable and, and more sane. And, and it really is going there. And, and so it's up to, and if you feel that in any way, that's your narrative, claim that seat for yourself. Because I, it, yeah. I love that you said that because I think you have just summarized to me one of the essential elements of the work that you do, Jonathan, and that is to help people make that claim. It is, I think it's one of the most difficult things to do. It is totally difficult if you're me and all you can feel is the woundedness. I mean, you know, I think about points in time in my life and I can't tell you that every day I wake up and how grateful I am. I'm not kidding. If you, if you were in the room that I'm in right now on each of the walls, I have five beautiful, beautiful paintings by Fabienne and uh, Russell, Russell Power. Five beautiful paintings on these walls because of the impression that I left the islands with. This was only my first trip, by the way, mm-hmm. right? And I'm, I'm paddling to Mokalua Islands, right? It, nobody's in the water. And I find out later, there's shark in there and there's this in there. And I got to tell you, I didn't flinch mm-hmm. because just that one trip changed me. Mm-hmm. But this is what you're capturing in the book and in your work, because this is the power of the healing that you are sharing with the world. And thank you for not keeping us in the secret space because secrets and untruths don't work. Mm -hmm. 
That's right. It, it's very, very doable for everyone. It's very practical for everyone. And even though, you know, I talk about, uh, uh, you know, esoteric Polynesian wisdom, you know, it's something that everyone can relate to and that everyone needs to do. We all have wounding. We all didn't get what we needed to know that we are divine. We all didn't get what we needed to know that we're okay. Even if we had the most progressive, wonderful parenting, we will still constrict, constrict in some way to the pain of the world when we're children. In some way, we learn that we're something other than what we really are. We're all walking around with this case of mistaken identity, that we're something other than these divine beings. And it was uh, Thomas Merton, the Trappist monk, and he said, yeah. if we knew who we were, we would all fall down and worship each other. Yeah. And that's really the truth. But the, but the degree of our forgetfulness of that truth knows no bounds. And that's why we need to, we need to um, work on ourselves and heal ourselves because we need to be well enough, strong enough, fortified enough for what's going to happen. Because when it comes time that we can go outside and when it comes time that the new normal does emerge, there's gonna be all these people who are, are going to need the guidance of those who are holding a different perspective about this. And anyone listening to the show is absolutely that. That's why you're listening to the show. That's why you're already tuned into something. Even if you can't, even if you don't know that or you don't, you don't own that for yourself, you are. And so it's so important that we all claim our seat in that if we are the solution makers, the light workers, the, the change makers on the planet. Yeah, I love this. Let me tell you, there's something that I say, and I think you said it right here. There are no limited seating at this event. There's not a, uh, there's not 20 to seat. We don't have limited seating here. This is not the event, which is our lives in a time and a day and age that maybe some predicted, but it is such an opportunity to pool our spiritual energy and consciousness because I think that we have been given everything, everything we need, but we have to learn some things, don't we, Jonathan? See, that's why I'm talking to you. That's why you wrote the book. That's why you're sharing it with the world. There is things we need to learn here to be able to, to not just get through this, but to get through this better than we've ever been. You know, this is a, a it's a really low bar, but if you think about it, it <laughs> isn't. And, you know, it's if we all just cleaned up our mess individually oh. so that our mess doesn't spill over into another person's experience, if we all just did that. Now, that seems like a low bar, but but that is not what's happening. That is absolutely not what's happening. And so and whatever you can do individually to clean things up enough that you are not affecting another you know, then you're part of the solution of that person. Then you're well enough, then you're well enough to shepherd them to something. You know, we really are all in this together. And the more well we are, the, the more, the more the altruistic impulse to, to give and to help others, the more the appropriate that is. And so it's so, it's so important that, that we be full of ourselves so that we have it to give to others. That, that's, that's the ultimate, the reason why all my clients are healers and the reason why they're healers is they get to the other side of the wounds and they go, it's too good not to pay forward. Yeah. That's not, that's nature. That's, that's what it is. And so, and that's available to, uh, to all of us. And that's where all of us are eventually go in whatever way that is. It might not be a healer, like a shamanic practitioner or an acupuncturist. It might just be someone who makes their family better, makes their community better, whatever it is. 
Yeah. You just gave me the answer to a question I always fumble over. Mm. And it's the question that people ask me, whether I'm being interviewed or they, they just ask me, you know, and they ask me, you know, why do you keep growing? Why do you keep doing more? Why are you going to redo your technology? Why are you, why, what, what it, what, like that? And you gave me the answer. It's too good not to pay it forward. That's, that's, that's it. That's right. That's, that's right. the answer. Now I don't have to make stuff up. <laughs> because I never know how to answer people other than I just know it's the thing to do. But you're right. We're excited about sharing this, aren't we? Mm-hmm. It's a very shamanic perspective. We receive from the earth, we give back to replenisher. We receive from the earth, we give back to replenisher. That is, that is natural earth wisdom, reciprocity in everything. And so when we, and, and the earth provides us with everything that we need, every, it is so abundant. Of, of course, that's not being projected on, on, on her abundance, but it, it, it is so abundant. And, and when we receive, when we're full, the automatic impulse is to give back. The automatic impulse is to help. And so the more well we all individually mm. are, you know, that's why I say this is in the book. I say, this is about you, your love life, your bank account, your health, your, the, the, the relationships around you. So when that's all in order, you can go help people with theirs. I love it. Jonathan, thank you so much. I am so thrilled uh, that I have the honor of spending this time with you. I mean, I could just go on and on and on. I mean, if there was ever a time for a message to be delivered as directly, as beautifully, and as powerfully, it is this time now in the way that you bring it forward to help others and the way you present it in the book so that all of us can absorb it and to take action in our lives. Thank you so much for today. Mahalo, thank you so much. Mahalo. It's so great to be here. Um, again, let's make sure everybody has the website if you wanna find out. First of all, for those of you out there, I know Olivia has been putting images up as we've been going. Uh, this is, right, everybody see the book? Um, and it's Huna Wisdom to Change Your Life. And I wanna say to everybody, there is the minute you open the book and you start reading it, you are already in the process. Jonathan, last question, personal message. What would you like to leave us with? You're more powerful than you think you are. Take 100% responsibility for yourself uh, and know that uh, to reach your higher self, imagine who you would be at your most realized potential, make it twice as good, you'll be in the ballpark. Wow, I love it. Jonathan, I hope you'll come back. Um, thank you so much for today. Benny, again, thank you for doing what you do. Olivia, thank you for a beautiful presentation. And for all of you out there, Jonathan Hammond has brought something for each of us today to really hang on to, to absorb, to share, and most importantly, to stand fully, fully in the possibility of power and purpose. Thank you all. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you. Hey, everybody. We're going to take a shorty more coming up on TTR. Make yourselves a powerful, powerful, powerful Aloha Day. <laughs>